Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden Artist Colors Incorporated became an employee-owned company in 2002, and in 2010, employees became the majority owners of the company. Despite worldwide distribution, Golden Product is still created on the grounds of the original barn in New Berlin, using the highest standards for consistency and quality. Golden constantly strives to outdo itself by operating on three principles, make the best products, provide customers with the best service, and find people who can make the first two happen. Golden makes the best art materials available from Williamsburg Oil Colors, Core Water Colors, and their vast line of acrylics. You can find them at your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. Located in Seattle, Fulcrum Coffee Roasters seek to craft the perfect coffee. They have been roasting coffee for over 20 years. You can order their amazing coffee at fulcrumcoffee.com, enter code ALFREDSTUDIO upon checkout, and receive 20% off your order. Dennis Osadebe is a Nigerian mixed media artist who obtained a BSc in Business and Management from the Queen Mary University in London and an MSc from the University of Warwick, majoring in Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Dennis's art has been featured in numerous contemporary art exhibitions since relocating back to Lagos in 2013 and has coined a new cultural movement he calls Neo-Africa, which aims to deconstruct the notion of African art and escape the expectations often projected onto contemporary artists emanating from the African continent. He's shown his work worldwide from Paris to South Africa to Korea and beyond. He has an upcoming solo show at GR Gallery in New York City called Wind Power Plays. I spoke to Dennis from Nigeria about masks, being a global citizen, finding art as a path, music, inspiration, and much more. Here's our conversation. Um, so um, I'm ready when you are. I'm always and never ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're, is that your uh, studio space? Yes, yes. It That's is. pretty cool. It looks like there's like an atrium behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's oh, it's like an office complex. So there's a lot of young businesses around, um, and uh, it was it was first of all designed to be a mall, and um, you know I think it just didn't work out. So I think uh, they were like, you know what, let's bring young people together and you know let them run young businesses. So I share my studio That's with an cool. uh, industrial designer. And, uh, you know, nice. there's a gallery to my right. There is um, um, a skateboard um, brand, you know, downstairs and uh, an interior design firm, you know, so it's a lot of creatives and, you know, fintechs as well. So it's kind of a good, cool space. That's cool. It sounds more interesting than a mall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great. So, um, 
And you're in Lagos, right? Yes, Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos. Born and raised? Born and raised, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh and you were just in New York, so what were you, were you just checking out? Did you go to the fair and, and uh, so honestly, I was in New York to, you know, just uh, get some rest. It was my girl's birthday, so um, we decided to go, you know, just relax. And also, um, I also proposed to her while on the journey as well. So, so now New York has a bigger place in my heart. <laughs> I'm going to assume that I should say congratulations. Yes, very much so. You <laughs> that went well? <laughs> Yes, 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 it did. It did. I mean, I guess you probably wouldn't have mentioned it if it didn't go well. I know. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's nice, right? Whenever you go somewhere to propose, it has like a, it will forever have like a different meaning, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. I proposed to my wife in Hawaii, and every time we go to Hawaii, it just feels like, you know, like that's there, you know? I, I it's feel kind of nice. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it an interesting? I mean, was it was it at the top of the Empire State Building, or <laughs> was it down on the Bowery, just on the in front of the new museum, or in the hotel? What did you do? Uh, so basically, I went for the rom com from the nineties um, flicks. So we did it on the Brooklyn nice. Bridge. Um, oh, there you go. That's iconic. You know, you know, um, just a bit of nineties uh, culture because I remember. Um, growing up, there was a lot of um, what's it called? A lot of rom coms that I watched. That, like, let's say they yeah. had an argument and they were the the person was on the bridge, and then let's say the guy runs or something, he scoots or rides a bicycle or gets in a car yeah, yeah. and stops um, right on the bridge. And so, I thought it'd be a great place to you know to to, to share that moment. And you know, we're both from the nineties and something we're into, so. Um, I, I, you know, I thought it would be a great location to, to do it. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you set Thank the bar you. high. Um, <laughs> so, and then your fiance, it is, uh, grew up where you grew up? Yes. So she's also Nigerian as well. Um, grew up in Lagos, yeah. um, lived in London for, for a while as well. Um, so, so, so nice. yeah, yeah. I must admit it's probably very surface and kind of predictable, but my my portal into Nigeria is basically through music and football. Oh. <laughs> you know, the two like kind of like big passions in my life. You oh, know? oh, yeah. Um, but I've, I mean, I've listened to Nigerian music f since I was uh, exposed to it in college radio when I was a jazz DJ, and I, I learned about high life and uh. you know, and and all that great music and. Um, mm -hmm. yeah it's just infectious but i imagine i mean growing up what how was i mean was music a big part of your life or was were you always creative was art always like something you were doing in the family or wow wow so first of all i think those are great portals to come into nigeria because um sure that's like main mainstream culture here music and uh sports you know we're big 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 yeah. on music well i love sports i love football uh, my dad loves football my brother my everyone you know we love football and world cups you know the yeah. world cups were moments that really brought us together especially growing up and um and also you know just in terms of music it's so it's been a very big part of my life funny enough when i was in um 
high school, which is um, you know, um, second, you know, um, secondary school. Um, I I actually was in a band. <laughs> I was in a music band. I, I don't know if I should call it a band. It was more like a rap group where we, we came nice. together, you know, composed music. Um, we actually even performed in other schools as well. So we're like mini superstars, you know, in our eyes and in our minds. And, um, you know, and I think creating has always been kind of in my DNA. And um, it's been something that I've always tried to kind of express in a way where it's transformed through music through fashion through my interest in design and what's so interesting was that arts was like the last bus stop because um i did my um my undergrad which is college in 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 the states i i, I got my college degree um in business and you know it was right after i got my college degree that's um I felt that, you know, I, I wanted to continue to express myself and, and, and I found through a series of, you know, life events that, that arts was something that I could explore and, 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 you know, the more I explored it, the more curious I got and the more kind of, um, you know, that was even when I came across your work, funny enough. and. Um, you know, and just seeing, you know, just different artists kind of expressing themselves in new, unique, fresh, interesting, exciting ways. Um, you know, it made me feel like, you know, this was something that I would love to 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 to, to do. And, and and I think since then, you know, it's just been been, you know, something that just grown and grown and grown and you know music is still a very, very big part of my process. Um, I almost need music to do anything, to pack, <laughs> to, um, you know, um, to whatever, you know, it's, it's just, I need it in essence. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate. I feel the same way. Um, but so in the band or like with the rapping, you know, being in that group, I mean, were you playing any instruments or was it just vocal stuff? And did you play instruments when you were younger or were there... What was the music situation at the house like, you know, growing up? So I did more of vocal stuff. So I did a lot of writing. So it was more, um, so I was just more of a rapper, you know, so to speak. So um, we would hear beats or, you know, then we weren't even as exposed to, you know, Fruity Loops or all of that as we were. So it was more like beats on the, on the desk. So it was like... You know, so like more like, you know, the yeah, old yeah. school throwback, you know, um, well, MC style kind of composition. So, you know, would have someone who would, you know, do the beats on the, on a hard surface and we'll come together and just speed our bars, express ourselves, you know, let everyone know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and, and, sure. <laughs> and and you know it really evolved um because you know i started when i was about um i'd say 12 13 and i'd say like towards the end of high school which was around the age of 15 you know i think then fruity loops and you know all these other um softwares had you know come and you know there were some people in the in the group who could use it and, and, and by right. then, um, you know, we could kind of record music. We could go to a studio. Yeah, it's a you game know. changer. 
Exactly. And, you know, we could hear ourselves over the beats, you know, we could compose music, we could sing. So it was more, it was just so interesting and amazing to, 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 to be in that process. And, and, and I think um, it was really important in my growth as, as, as a human being, because um, I think from such a young age, it was, I was immersed in, 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 in the process of expression and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, and it's evolved since then. It's really cool to that you you know are musical and you were doing that and you had that relationship to music as a form of expression because when I was looking at your work and thinking about framing it in the dialogue of like art stuff I mean I think you referred to you know like pop as a reference for you and um you know that the kind of like feeding in in the world of music the sort of back and forth that was happening, especially starting in like the 50s and 60s, um, with, you know, music that was, you know, coming out of the US, like funk and jazz. And then a lot of those musicians were traveling to Africa and getting inspired by African rhythms. And then they were taking bits of that and bringing it back. And then there were African musicians who were really influenced by that. And it was kind of like this really interesting collaborative uh, thing that just kept developing. You know, I'm interested in like how you think aesthetically, you know, your work is in a dialogue with like, you know, past work and where you find it in relation to the stuff you were looking at growing up versus sort of like, you know, stuff in New York galleries or in London. Uh, so, so, um, wow, that's a great question. And I'd like to throw that back at you when I'm done, because I'm curious as well. Um, and um, funny enough, with, with what you said about um, like, let's say, the, the, the West influencing, um, you know, us and us, you know, influence, you know, I think what's so interesting is that um, music has always just been this powerful tool that, you know, that gives people kind of um, the chance to, to continue to kind of move sounds just in the sense that um, people can continue to create with what already exists. And, and, and for example, um, you know, growing up and we were exposed to rap music, so it was the Ja Rules, the 50 Cents, the Naughty by Natures. That was kind of the music I was immersed in. And um, and from early that... Early on? Early on, yes. Like high school or junior high school or like, you know, grade school, like little kid? Like when did you first start listening to that stuff? Yeah, so I think my first um, engagement with, with, with rap music was uh, listening to Biggie's Ready to Die. Um, and my older brother was in high school, then I was still in primary school, and he had the CD. And I thought that, I, first of all, the album arts was so fascinating, you know, just seeing the kid with the white background, I think it's an afro, super amazing, super interesting, yep. you know, keys into kind of your nature as a kid as well and then just listening to some of the songs out of the album was so you know amazing you were so amazing listen to how biggie just flips his words around i think as a kid that was kind of like my first engagement with pop culture and um also being exposed to things like cartoons um, being exposed to, you know, things even like that was even during the period when I started to even get into brands. Like I remember I loved Nike so much. Um, I loved Adidas, you know, FUBU. And I think um, just during that period, it was just this me just 
dipped um, dipped into pop culture, and um, and I think it grew um, as I you know got into secondary school is what we call it here, which is high school in the states, and then um, you know during that period I was also kind of engaging. So 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 to your point, it's so interesting how we've always kind of just taken it and you know evolved it in our way or translated it or used it as a reference which i think is the most beautiful and powerful thing about music that we can you know reference different periods and different sounds and you know kind of innovate with it which i think is not very popular in arts you know if we reference in arts it's almost like oh my god you know you're copying and 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 you know i think the, the great right. thing about music is that it's always had that so 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 i would say coming from that background going to um university um, i remember when i was in college um which is university sorry i'm just trying to make it easy for the listeners to kind of just understand um so 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 yeah so going to to, to, to university and um and 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 that was around the time the period that stopped making music because um kind of my life had changed my interests had changed i still love to listen to music but i don't think i had the passion or the drive to continue to create and you know record music and so i really got into fashion of course um, i got into design and um, I had a good friend who was also into these things, and um, and I think during the, the that period we started to kind of engage more with um, with arts, you know, just going to to art galleries, being in a in a school. So my school is called Queen Mary, and it's in Myland, um, which is East London, and. Um, Close to East London is like, you know, places, or rather in East London is places like Shoreditch, Brick Lane, and we could walk there. We could walk to these places. So we would walk to a, a space like Brick Lane and, you know, there's so much arts on the walls. You know, there's so much arts, you know, in, in there's so much art galleries popping up. There's so much, you know, even young artists moving there. So, so, so I felt even going to a coffee shop there was so creative. There was just this strong um, artistic spirit that was growing in that space. And I really enjoyed being there. And I started to have conversations with my friend whose name was also Dennis. Um, and he, he, he was just more like, you know, he thinks, I think you're an artist. He, 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 he mentioned that he thinks I should kind of express myself through arts just because um i i go to galleries and i don't want to leave i go to an art store and i'm asking questions about tools <laughs> i'll never use and you just like just try it out and and i think um when i decided to try it out um i i didn't particularly enjoy it because of course um it didn't come out as i expected um with with, with, with what i had done and i was just kind of demotivated from kind of creating so so what i did was i started to research um and 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 by researching my interest really grew because i started to learn about different moments in arts and you know just engaging like let's say with the renaissance period the understanding the why you know which artists created in that way in essence you know this was a period where there was nothing there was no tvs there was nothing so People were human beings were just trying to depict 
<laughs> depict what they could see. You know, human beings were literally just trying to depict to other people yeah. what happened here. <laughs> you know, it's like if 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 someone was sentenced to death, what did it look like? That was what they were, you know, expressing and it evolved into, you know, people adding more creative tools through like let's say mythology, you know, through everything religion and it just continued to evolve and you know that's you know just learning all of that was so exciting you know super exciting and then you know when i came to when i engaged with modern arts when i came across it when i read about it my mind was just blown it, it was just learning about artists like duchamp for example it was just the moment because for the first time I felt like my expression also mattered. I felt like whatever I had to say mattered. And I think that's what I enjoyed the most about, you know, the idea of modern arts and learning about pop art, for example, um, being a, a kid of that era, um, it made sense to me. And it was also such a powerful period because I think for the first time in art, it was no longer about the people who were into it was about the masses. So it was like art opening its arm up to everyone and is saying like you can participate even if you have no knowledge of it. And that is what art is, in my opinion. And 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 yeah, just engaging with these different periods and really understanding what they had to offer just made me so excited. It made me so so excited at the possibilities. So I think after that, it was more like me then finding um, my language visually, um, finding what's kept me going, um, what I wanted to say, how I wanted to um, express myself, how I wanted to, you know, um, show my perspective, so to speak. And um, and I think um, when I moved back to Lagos, because um, during this period I was in London for five years. And then I moved back to Lagos and and, and I found that um, my early practice was really, 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 um, you know, me just trying to understand my medium, trying to understand my subject matter and, you know, trying to also understand how to, um, what I would, my why, so to speak, um, and kind of uh, just build on that, build on right. those different things. And, and it wasn't an easy period because because um, <laughs> um, I had a nine to five um, and you know I was mixing my corporate life with my art art life and um, and and and, I, and you know it was just a constant search for, for for what I wanted to do but but I knew from the onset that um, I wanted to to, to, to kind of um, show my individuality I wanted to show my love for colors my love for um, for juxtapositions as well, for for humor, so to speak, um, my 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 love for standing out as well, and you know, telling my own unique story, and you know, and also bringing all my experiences from different parts of my growth and my travels or my you know where I'd lived together, because I didn't want to be limited to an identity or to. Um, an idea of what my art should, could be. I wanted my art to be whatever I willed it to be. And, 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 and I think just having those as pillars for, 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 for 
like the foundation. So for the foundation, I think it just allowed me to continue to build on my practice. Yeah. Right. Did you find that because it's so that's really, I think, one of the hardest parts of making work is like the why, like, what am I going to do? Like, you Mm. can kind of figure out how to make it once you know what you need to make. But it's really like, okay, why? And what am I going to do? And what does it mean? Like, does it mean enough? You know, now, since you kind of, you know, you came to like when you went to university, you were saying you were exposed, you you kind of like wanted to investigate what is this art thing? Like, what can you do with all this stuff, the history of it? And you filled yourself up with all that reference, basically, research. And then you started making, did you feel like the difficulty was more in figuring out the the language of how you make it or was it figuring out the language of like what you were going to say and what it meant or was it both in tandem mm-hmm. like did one get go faster did you get really good at painting quicker than you got good at figuring out your voice or was it all kind of like together um to be very honest um i've never thought about that and uh just thinking That's about what it I'm here for yeah um thinking about it i think all of it was together i found that um i never knew i think i kept finding what i wanted to say the more i practiced um i found that um i read this book by um kadinsky um, it was called, uh, I think, spirituality in arts. Um, concerning, concerning conc- the spiritual and the art. Yeah, right. concerning. We have the a spiritual. lot of parallels here. I'll talk about <laughs> it later, but yeah, that was a huge book for me too. But yeah, that's a great one. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I remember reading that book, and oh my god, he's just such a brilliant, brilliant mind, um, especially for an artist who's in the early stages, and I think. Reading that really equipped me with um, kind of the confidence in, in my why. And just so, it also was kind of like, you don't need to understand everything right now. Just know there is a core to your being that needs to be found. And and and, and um, the more you do it, the more meaning, <laughs> you know, derives from just the act of doing. Because in essence... Um, I find that I learned a lot more about my work two years into just making more work. <laughs> so, 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 so I think um, that why was a constant, as a, as a young artist, it's ne- it's never, you never understand your why because you want to be brilliant. You want to be seen as brilliant because, you know, you haven't matured in your practice. So, so that's kind of the goal. Um, so, so it's never enough. And, and the beauty of growing up as an artist is just understanding that, look, I don't have to sound like a genius. Um, my why is enough. My, my, my work is enough. What I'm creating is enough. And, and, and I think, you know, it was a thing that had to grow with time. In terms of the, the actual skill of it, um, that was also a battle because um, I was good with my hands, but I found that... I wasn't very good with translating what was in my head in my hand. <laughs> so so that was a really frustrating part of the practice because um, I really wanted to, um, to, to, to be able to kind of bring out what was in my mind, in my head out. And it was almost a thing of 
me now finding a new way to do that and it was like I just have to work with my instincts so I don't need to have any predefined idea in my head and it was more like how how am I feeling because again and it's so funny because this also dictates how I dress up you know how I look to the world right. <laughs> on the morning where I want to go out I'm like how do I truly feel I want to express that <laughs> and and I think with my work it's almost a constant reflection of how am I feeling how do I feel what is what did I just listen to that resonated with me what conversation did I have that resonates with me what am I reading what am I engaging with what is pissing me off what is <laughs> well, well you know what, what 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 is the magic right now um what, what, what do I think would be the most ridiculous thing in the space and I think um um it was just more of that feeling and you know building on it. it's kind of like um collaging you know these different things into into an art piece and and I think um the moment I found that it was then about okay what what how do I want to express that and and I think um during the period I started there was a lot of stigma towards working digitally and um I found that um I like to create in a clean space. I, I, I genuinely hate the mess you, I create through, um, you know, working solely with acrylics. So um, what that led to was me trying to find and understand and build confidence in, um, you know, something outside of that. And I remember going to the Saatchi Gallery and, you know, just um, seeing the works that were on display um, during that period. and. It was such a multitude of mediums that I was just like, you know, um, my medium, I could make this the most important medium right now because that's what it is, because that's the tool I have. And I remember also reading someone say if, um, you know, Dali had all the tools we had today, you know, why would he create, you know, the same way he did, so to speak. Right. And, you know, and just engaging with these different things were kind of like, you know, this validation that we need as human beings, as artists, that this is an okay route to take. And, and, and I think, um, yeah, and I think uh, when I found that, we were just to build on it, to also find the, 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 a way of also bringing both worlds together in, in a way where I love or I find that working on this medium keeps me going and going and going and going because again i think for an artist it's about momentum it's like what keeps you going outside of what do people think or feel or see or whatever it's like what keeps you going and i found that this medium just made me crazy creative that could not stop creating <laughs> and then it was like how do i then find um a way to mix that together with um kind of the traditional practice of what I've learned and, and, and yeah. It sounds like it came together pretty well. I mean, that kind of, uh, what you're talking about is like, you know, whether it's dressing or working in the studio, whatever you're, what you're listening to, that kind of, uh, urge to express yourself within all these different ways of being creative, you know, mm -hmm. it sounds like that kind of, locked in perfectly with your work like of making visual work because it was so tied into these other things so it feels 
natural, you know, whereas other people, yep. sometimes you'll see artists who try to, they, they're very limited in the way they work, but then they'll try to like jump in another lane and it feels a little forced or it just doesn't feel, you know, mm-hmm. like intuitive, but with your work and the way that you're describing your process, it, it just seems like it, it, it seamlessly integrates into the other aspects of your life, you know? So that's, I mean, that's Thank kind you. of advantageous. I mean, so when you, were you making the work you were starting to feel good about in London or was that once you moved back? Um, it was when I moved back, like two years into when I moved back. Um, it's I hard think. while you're working too, right? The nine to five, like oh finding God. that why, or like the reasons <laughs> and, and you know, that it's like that old um, adage of like, artists really need time to just sit there and not do anything and just think, mm, look at the mm. blank wall, blank canvas. And mm, other mm. people think that's really weird. Because <laughs> you know, like if you're a musician, you might pick up a guitar and like noodle around or whatever. Sometimes artists just seem, they just need to sit there and like think of, of yeah. like, okay. And uh, that's hard to do when you're doing the nine to five, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got fired. <laughs> you know, I got fired because <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You're, 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 you know, uh, my supervisor caught me so many times just on an arts website or creating. And it's like, Dennis, I, I know you have passion for this job, but, you know, something else has your heart. And, you know, I had to happen. <laughs> Not the normal thing that gets you busted at work for looking at the computer. Like, Dennis, I see you've been looking at an art forum. We're allergic. <laughs> and it's not acceptable in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, get uh, it's guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you start? Yeah. Did you start showing like it's it early on, or did it take you a while to start showing the work? Yes. So, so um, I started showing. Um, I started showing like towards the end of my, you know, nine to five life. So I think by then I had had um, a group show. Um, and um, I think um, the group show was well received. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like a serious showing. It was like the, um, the supervisor, funny enough, my supervisor when I worked my nine to five, which was in oil and gas, um, He's, uh, his sister owned the gallery. So he came in one day, busted me. He was like, Dennis, tomorrow I'm taking you to my sister's gallery. I want you to sit with her and talk to her about, you know, your art, um, because this is, this is getting bizarre. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of busting you, you know, just to speak to her. And, um, I think, uh, we went together, which was nice. You know, it was really, um, he was really kind to me in that sense and he yeah. sat with us and during the period of me speaking to his sister it was almost like he saw a different version of me he was just like um you're never like this at work <laughs> you know it's like yeah, yeah. you know there's so much passion there's so much um engagement there's so much energy just like wow dennis <laughs> well that was lucky that that he had that in the family otherwise he would have just been like see you later you know? I know. I so know. that's kind of advantageous. Doesn't it make you wonder, like, how many people you cross in your day to day who are grumpy or pissed off or like rude or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, if people were just allowed to do something they love to do, like, how mm-hmm. much better everyone? Like, the temperament of our world would just be so much better. 
And what was so funny was that he loved what he did. He loved that job so much. Yeah. You would see him come to work and he was like the proudest man on, in the office. Every meeting we went into, he was like, you know, speaking, you know, happy to be there. And, and yeah, and I agree. I think um, everyone, if everyone just did what they loved, honestly, it would be better. The world would be better, 100%. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people who don't have a, a, an avenue to express that passion for something mm. just start the ball up into tension and, like, you know, it's just, it's not good. You need that release, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah. not easy. Sometimes people don't lock in. They don't. Oh, they don't know. They don't even know what it is. You know, exactly. it's hard to find it. And I mean, how do you like if you didn't go to London, if you didn't go to that school, and and other dentists didn't say to you like, "Hey, man, I I hate to break it to you, I think you might be an artist here. <laughs> you might not. I know. Have, you know, you I never know. Hundred percent. And to what you said, um, funny enough, my whole background. I never knew any artists. Um, my family, I'm the first artist of our generation. Between my friendship circle, you know, I was the first artist, you know, a visual artist. Um, um, no one even knew what to do. It's like, yeah. what do we do? Do we tell you every day, well done? Do we buy your art? Do we buy a book? You know, what do we do? This is new to us. And, um, and even growing up, there was no artists to look up to so because it was not like a main practice in 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 in, in my world um so it was it, and and i think uh, this this speaks kind of to you know the helmet character who is kind of like in his own world and you don't know anything else around you and you're moving and i think it's so interesting that some people just move through life from when they are born to when they die and they never even come across you know this possibility of yeah. something that they've never been exposed to they never thought was possible and so 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 i think i'm very grateful to, to, to have found it and you know i'm also very very grateful to have even you know come across everyone who has you know kind of advised me you know pushed me you know um giving me a book because it was actually one of my good friends who gave me the concerning uh, spirituality in arts um, and he was like, this book, you know, this is the book. <laughs> so, 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 um, so yeah, that's so, deep, so it's really, that's shout out <laughs> to that guy. I mean, honestly, <laughs> he's handing honestly. Out concerning the spiritual and art, you know what you need? Check this book out. I mean, it's real though. That book is, you know, it's heavy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, it does free up. Yeah. I remember I had students reading that book when I was teaching too, or when I teach, sometimes I, tell people mm. to read that and mm. i think it hits certain people other people are just like i don't i don't know if i'm concerned <laughs> you can't, you can't convert yeah. everyone i guess kandinsky <laughs> yeah i know i know i know i know um yeah <laughs> I mean, that's one of those light bulb you know light bulb moments where you just come across something that just feels right like when i was yeah. in school we read air guitar by dave hickey and okay. that book was so good because it took uh, relationships to making art and artwork to other avenues. Like there's a chapter about Chet Baker mm -hmm. and just him being who he was, you know. Wow. And 
Yeah, it just it translated these ideas of passion about like visual things and thinking about art mm-hmm. into other fields that was like, oh, okay, there's a parallel here. It's we're not just wow. weirdos sitting in a studio. <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, this connects with other things in life. You know, which yeah. are bigger things, which is, I think yeah. is important. Because sometimes yeah. it can get a little stale if you just in that one mindset doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when did you? So you you started showing there right and then that opened up some doors but when did you start to get the you know to show in like galleries or like you know be able to show your work outside of like where you are now um so so i think um right after i was um i I was done i you know i left my job i think i just made a decision to myself that um i just want to be kind of in charge of my future um quite deep but you know i think i made that decision within myself that this is what i want to do in the sense that i just want to be responsible for my tomorrow i thought that when i worked in the nine to five it was more like kind of working under the constraints of someone else and you know having to hide my passion i remember being around my peers my very good friends who were lawyers accountants, whatever, investment bankers, and they really loved what they did and they were confident. And I was in my job, which was a good job, and I wasn't even confident. So I think I remember, you know, deciding that within myself that this is what I wanted. And what that just led to was me just really, really focusing on my art. So um, I think also what people don't understand is that there's also that startup phase as an artist where you do everything, you know, I made t-shirts, I made key holders, you know, I made coasters. I would just, you know, try to just find what works. And and I think during that period, um, I thoroughly didn't, I did not enjoy it. You know, I thoroughly wasn't enjoying it as much as I liked because one thing I love about art is the context, you know, is the why. Honestly, I, I, I die for that. And, you know, and I felt like my why was being lost in translation of these different items. And I came across, um, I, there was this gallery I loved so much that I would always go to in Lagos. It's called Red Door um, because it was uh, like kind of a modern space for what I aspired to show my art in. It was a modern space with wooden floors, white walls, well-designed. And I went there every day, just kept going. And every time I went, the gallery owner wasn't around. And um, the manager was like, oh, sorry, he's not around. Then I just popped in one day and she was like, okay, Dennis, you've come in so much and today he's around. So you need to go and see him, but are you ready? Are you prepared? (laughs) And I remember I I, I just said to myself that this is it. I have to make the best picture of my life. <laughs> right. Chance, and then, right? you know, so I just went upstairs, sat with him, greeted him, you know, he said, I've heard that you've been coming quite a lot. You know, I've gotten, I've engaged with some of your work. It's quite interesting. It's very modern. And, you know, we just got on really well and we got on really well. And, you know, he was like, he offered me the space for a week to show, you know, a new series and, um, and I remember it was like, this was, I think, in March. And then it was for June. Um, he said he can give me the space on the week in June. 
or I was it July, one of those months, and and I think um, that was kind of my first gateway into showing my work. And I remember after I was given this opportunity, um, I'd already been working on a, on a, on 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 a, on, a, on an exhibition on an idea, um, and I was developing it, and I was like, this is the perfect fit for this show. And, and I think he also gave me really good advice because he he was like, you know, it's good that I'm trying different avenues, but as an artist, you know, if I want to really focus my skill, um, I should kind of let go of certain distractions. And those distractions could be kind of designing a T-shirt, designing a keyhole, and really, really like, you know, even if it means for just this period of my practice, I just focus on building that context, that um, yeah. body of work, and um, and I thought that, and I took that in, and you know, I was like, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do, and and yeah, and I think um, that expression was, you know, very very well received in the sense that you know people were happy to kind of engage with the idea because I would say um, it was new, just from the perspective of the medium, you know. Um, also, the the, the the subject matter. Um, there were artists working, or there are artists that have been working in the space, um, in like a, in the um, outer space um, world, you know, or mm-hmm. theme. Um, but I think for me, I wanted to kind of reference that and um, push it further. So, 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 so I think. Um, um, the, the most important conversations I was having because um, basically it was called Remember the Future and um, it was about Nigerians going to space and um, just that possibility that whatever our problems are, we can still achieve this, you know, we can still achieve this. And, you know, I think that the, the exhibition, you really just touched on, you know, many of our problems and, you know, and, you know, it was just kind of a vision of us going to space and a lot of people, you know, had that conversation of, I needed to see this as a Nigerian, I needed to see this as, you know, someone who is into art and I've only seen a certain perspective, but this perspective that is kind of um, aspirational, you know, I want to engage with that and I think for me, um, I really wanted my art to kind of speak to that level of aspiration where it's like, um, you know, possibilities of us going to space, of us engaging with technology like we already do, um, but, you know, in the strongest way possible, of us even being into cool interior design spaces, you know, us owning the most beautiful, most iconic objects, <laughs> you know. Um, and and I think, um, you know, it really resonated with people and with me as well. And, and I think once I had that experience, it was more about okay. I I feel like I want to kind of show this to the world, and and you know what that just led to was me applying for opportunities, uh, me reaching out, um, and you know me just pushing, and 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 I think it just grew from there. Yeah. yeah. When did the um the sort of masked figure make its um, appearance in the work was it early on or was it around this time that you're talking about funny enough it was after that exhibition it was after that exhibition um, I had worked with the helmet character the whole exhibition built context around it understood the why behind it even though to today I still you know understand the why 
in essence. Um, but with a mask, I remember um, I, I had worked on certain images because basically I work every day. Um, and um, I'd worked on this mask figure. And what's funny is that I kind of made the, made the, 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 the mask and you know the, the character when I was working on a, on, a, on, a, on a series that was kind of a rebellious series that was kind of questioning why you know as an artist i must create as you know as you know as an african you know i was like i want to be free to create as whoever the hell i want to be and i remember that piece was part of you know that kind of like the protest and um i was engaging with uh the the the, the um the curator who did the writing for my show and you know just showing him some works and the, the mask really stood out to him. It was like, this is really interesting. You know, he thinks that this 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 is powerful. You know, he would like to see more of that. And um, and I think, you know, I was like, oh, wow. You know, I think it's cool. Something about it sits well with me. You know, it feels good. I hadn't, like, added many, you know, characteristics to the mask. It was just, like, the face, the eyes, and the mouth. And, you know, after that, you know, he was just more like this, uh, this looks interesting. And, you know, this looks like something that can be built upon. And I think after that conversation, I just started to do research around mask, you know, mask making, why it's relevant in our culture, um, why it's important. And, you know, and I thought that it was, it, it was also kind of a good way to have a character who was immersed in technology and have a character who was immersed in traditional culture. And and I think, um, yeah, once I had that conversation, it was then like, how do I continue to build on this mask? So from research, I found that the Yoruba culture, you know, in their design of mask, um, they focus on the chicks, you know, in other cultures around Nigeria, there are different focuses like the chain area, the forehead, and, you know, I think once I was able to kind of collate that together, it was then a question of, okay, now I'm in the 21st century. How do I present the most 21st century mask the world has ever seen? <laughs> so, 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 so I think um, it was then a question of colors. You know, I was like, I want a, a mask with neon colors that almost could glow in the night. You know, it's like so modern that it's fresh. And so I think um, I intentionally chose like, you know, like yellow, orange, you know, because I thought that these colors were, you know, they scream at you, you know, they are, you know, they bring out, you know, a feeling, they evoke a certain sense of, of joy, you know, of, of, I don't know, just passion out of the viewer. And, you know, and I think um, I just put all these colors together and, and yeah, and, you know, once I did that, I was like, this is, this is, um, I think it's ready, you know, I think I like this. And, and what's funny is that during that period, I designed over like 30 masks, um, different masks, you know, one that was exactly inspired by, you know, certain culture, just, um, you know, evolved it with the colors. But, you know, um, through that process, you know, I was able to kind of create my own mask. And I thought that it was just important to have a mask that was original. And, and yeah, basically. So is the, the idea, because you were saying that you were having this moment of frustration and thinking about, like, well, why does it have to be about 
like Africa or where I'm from, you know, is the idea that you're making this masked character as like a stand-in for a person and then they're existing in these environments that aren't your typical, that are, like you said, like, or, like interior design or outer space or something outside of what the default of what people may perceive like an African and masked figure would be in or and i'm curious too as to why like if if that was frustrating you then did you ever think of like well abstraction because abstraction is can escape the narrative of place or identity in a way Mm -hmm. wow wow i mean i would say um what's so interesting is that i find that my works are a certain level of abstraction just in the sense that um, I think from when it's conceived and created, you know, I, I don't know what the end product is going to be. I don't know where I'm going with it. I don't know what the figure is going to look like or what it's going to be doing, or even if I'm going to use the mask or the helmet. And, you know, that's the honest truth. You know, I, I just know that there's a feeling I'm trying to evoke. And um, and I think... Um, with 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 the mass character especially in the spaces he or she or rather i'll say they are in um it was it was more of kind of an expression of um what it is to be kind of a global in a global citizen of the world and 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 you know i think as a global citizen of the world i've grown to understand that your identity you know is what you carry with you um, but you know your identity is not your limitation it's more like um, kind of who you are but then it's about are you going to be stuck on the identity or are you going to kind of use that identity as a starting point to um, to, 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 um, to you know be to be who you want to be, to be what you're into, to 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 to, to um to enjoy what you enjoy, and I find that with my um, compositions and my mediums, you know, I think first most important thing is I I love humor, so I want to have a certain level of humor in the work. Um, I feel like um, I hate absolutely hates complex ideas. Not that. I don't engage with them, but I don't want to lie to the viewer. You know, I want the viewer to, you know, engage with the most simple forms of 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 of, of humanity. If if it's pride, if it's uh, love, um, you know, like with my last exhibition, it was titled "Safe Space," and you know, it was born out of, you know. Just the idea of, you know, what is your safe space? How do you engage in your safe space? How do you enjoy it? You know, how do you you know, express yourself within that, and and um, and I think um, I think for me, my works, I always like to, you know, also have that presence. You know, just that simplicity in the idea that you know everybody who sees it can engage with. Um, I also, I also, you know, I say that you know, or I feel like you know, having the mask on the character also gives a level of abstraction to the work because you can't tell who it is or you know what it is and 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 you know and i think for me it's um just thinking about your question now which i think was a brilliant question i'd say it's more like 
in my terms, like a modern abstraction, <laughs> uh, just where um, where it looks familiar. Just like you know, you know what a space looks like: a floor, the walls, and everything. But some things are me strongly criticizing Nigeria. <laughs> You know, some themes are me strongly criticizing Western arts, you know, and some themes are, you know, me speaking to, um, you know, us going to space. So, so, so I think for me, it's also very important to have works that they're easy to palette, but they're engaging with very, very serious and deep ideas that um, once you poke it, you know, it shows a level of, you know, seriousness but then you step back and it's enjoyable <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you i mean I'm, I'm often trying to bury creepiness or or like disturbing elements into the work that are pretty to look at but then you you can pull people in but then you know when you really think about it you're like wait there's something wrong here you know and that's kind of like i mean when i you know was looking at your work and thinking about what i just without reading about it at first and, and not knowing your angle, I was kind of represent, or in my mind I was imagining, you know, this is kind of like the fault in art history of a, a relationship of like primitivism or like, you know, masks or like primitive culture. And it's, you know, like whether it's Picasso or Matisse, like using the mask as like this sort of like primitive element. But your um, characters in this mask that's much more modern and streamlined and the environments are very contemporary and they're they're not bound by location or identity it's like this is freeing the masked figure from that sort of primitivism and putting it in like an almost futuristic kind of evol more evolved than what we the environments we live in now in a way you know what I mean so mm -hmm. but that was just I don't know mm -hmm. if that was on or off but it's just what mm -hmm. I might was thinking might have been the angle there, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's super on, super on, because, um, you know, I think that's kind of the direction as well for the work. Um, I don't want it to be limited, you know, right. to, 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 to these ideas that already exist. I want it to just break free and just be, you know, be whatever it wants to be or whoever it wants to be. Um, and, and, and what I love the most is that from just practicing is like everybody sees it and you know they connect you know it doesn't matter where you're from you could be from china you could be from uh germany you could be from the states wherever part of the world you're from you know you see it and see an element of your interest and also i also like that there are people who see it and they're like i don't get it and i don't want to get it and and, and and I love it because um, I'm, I'm I'm I love the the, the quotes uh, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or you can't please all the people all the time. I know. I <laughs> like know. you, you make what you make in people. That's the beauty of art, though, is that everyone brings yeah. their own thing to it. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we would all just write essays. <laughs> you know, here it is here's my manifesto this is what i believe and what i think you know what i mean but we kind yep. of like we're playing around in this like visual and the beauty is that you can pull in other people with other ideas from other places and it means something different you know uh -huh. i mean essentially it's like language in general yep, yep. you know it's it is like but it's universe it's like music 
it's anyone can look at it anyone can listen to it you know what I mean? mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. what makes it special i think yeah yeah i agree no and and yeah and you know i just also wanted to ask you know just um we with your work you know how you know how you've um, been influenced you know you said you're into music as well um i see also an element of pop in the work i see um when i see your work there's also a level of um what's the word i think is intentional it's like airiness in the space where it's um the composition is beautiful but i think you intentionally want to kind of bring the viewer into it by themselves i feel a certain level of that's in the work so so yes i just wanted to ask um you know what what you know what 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 led to you creating in that way what how do you find that visual language ironically a very similar thing to you i mean i grew up with (laughs) cartoons i grew up listening to music and that had a big effect on me and um pop culture i mean you know, Papa. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and Andy Warhol was just kind of, oh. you know, it was always around. So it didn't feel foreign to me. Whenever I went to art history class in college, and I saw Andy Warhol, I was like, "Yep, that's Andy Warhol." I've been <laughs> looking at him my whole life because I grew up there. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's a sensibility of of a certain, like what you were saying, of reducing things down and making them not too too complex. There's a beauty I've. Feel yeah. there's a beauty in simplicity, you know. Yeah, and that's why I always, yeah. when I was a kid, I loved cartoons because, like, if you're watching Bugs Bunny, a tree is a tree. It just looks like a tree. It's not hyper complicated. It's more mm-hmm. simple, and then that get, brings you quicker to the message, I think, or to the the feeling. And uh, in like Japanese prints, I've always loved my whole life, and they do the same mm-hmm. thing. They sort of reduce mm-hmm. things down to their bare bones in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the dialogue with like what we think of as like pop art, which you know a lot of the conceptual side of pop art was about you know the industrialization of the artistic process, but the look of it was like flat, bright, clean colors, which has to do with design and like selling mm-hmm. products, you know, mm-hmm. and or popular culture, like things that pe- appeal to people, you know. So if you're trying to make mm-hmm. a work that's kind of beautiful that draws people in and maybe the subject matter is a little like, you know, like asks that mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to go with things that are pleasing to the eye or compositions that look nice or, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's probably not that far off from what you were talking about, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're basically the, we had the same, <laughs> I think it was <laughs> funny because I, uh, you know, I started listening to, to rap music when I, you know, I skateboarded when I was a kid and, you know, the kids oh. hanging around. And I was probably the same age, roughly, as when you listened to that Biggie <laughs> record. You know, except for mine was like Public Enemy. That was the big, you know, uh, yeah, just like yeah, blew yeah. my mind. You know? I was like, what is this <laughs> yeah. stuff? But yeah. like those things have a real, it's weird. Like no one walking into a show of mine in New York City would walk in and think, well, this kid listened to Public Enemy. But it had a huge influence on my work, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, I believe that um, good arts, you know, influences good artists as well at whatever stage or you know part of your life or in general. And I think good arts um, kind of transcends into many things. It could also be good design because even. 
um, when I really got into design was when I got my first MacBook and it was yeah. the Pearl White's MacBook and I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, this is, that was the first time I downloaded a design app and I was just, just, you know, just out of being inspired by this beautiful objects. So, 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 so I, I, I do 100% relate and connect with that. Yeah, like if you're a visual person, that stuff probably has an effect on you in some way. I, mm-hmm. I remember walking around when I was in graduate school and they just came out with those. I'm a little old. Um, they were the Macintoshes that, that came in different colors. Like there was like blueberry and oh, lime and wow. orange, you know? Oh, wow. And just looking at those things, they looked weird and they were like pretty cool. Yeah. And that's enticing. Like it pulls you in. You, know? you want to yeah. like, it's a visual thing. You know, yeah. So we yeah. tend to be interested in visual stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even those who maybe aren't into design or things like that, they just get really into visual culture in art, in fine art, yeah. just art history, yeah. and like yeah. you know the paint and the butteriness of oil paint, whatever it is, you know. But people just, you know, you got to dive in. Like most, I would hope most artists yep. get like really into stuff. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you have do to do that in your process. I mean, it's you know that's that's what you're looking for. You know, yeah, yeah, and 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 I think you you kind of have to because you know that's the material. You know, is because you constantly need um, a fresh not 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 a fresh new idea, but you you like as a human being, you know, for you to kind of be able to hold more conversations, <laughs> you have to read more, you have to pick more things up. So. I think as an, as an artist, as a creative of any sort, you know, you also have to give yourself those tools to push your practice. Um, and, I, and I guess that's why in music, when they're like, oh, an artist has gone through heartbreak, the next album is going to be fire. Oh, yeah. It's going to be deep. <laughs> it's going to be deep, you know. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so I think, you know, just experience the world, take everything in, you know. Um, if you love teddy bears, buy all the teddy bears you can afford, live with them, you know, engage with them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, some so, of, yeah. It, it's funny to that point, too. Some of my, I think, the best teachers in my life that I had, I don't even know that, I mean, sorry if you're listening, I don't even know if their work was my favorite work, but they, like you said, they just filled their brain with so much stuff that they were like a joy to talk to in relation to making work because they brought all these different angles, you know, and they, <laughs> yeah. they it's like their conversation was deeper and richer and like you could get, I, and then you yeah. have the teachers who come in and they're like, yeah, I don't really like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like they're not yeah. really getting deep. It's just like, eh, yeah, it's not for me. I guess they yeah. both have their value, but uh, some of my favorite yeah. teachers were the people who just had like encyclopedic, you know, um, experiences and and knowledge that you know you could just tap forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. F- funny you say that because when I was in primary school, um, um, so primary school is like you know it starts. I don't know what's called in the states. Grade school. Um, it's like grade first school, yeah. through sixth grade, yeah. Yeah, first to sixth grade. Yeah, so I um, I had this really good friend who, like, he was he always like you know came last in a class. He always failed, uh, but he always went to the next class basically. But he wasn't like you know very good at school at learning. But I found that just hanging out with him, he would blow my mind because we would have the best conversations. He would narrate 
Dexter's lab, like a Dexter's lab episode from the start to the finish, <laughs> and why he thought that it was amazing. And you know, just speaking to him blew my mind because I was like, "You're so fucking brilliant." You know, excuse the profanity, but I was like, "He's so brilliant," you know, and. You know, even now as I get older, it makes me realize that, you know, um, there's so much value in, you know, I think society makes you feel like, you know, because like in school, because he wasn't coming first or anything, he wasn't brilliant. Um, so he wasn't even good enough. But maybe the way he was being taught was not the best way to bring out, you know, his brilliance. And, and, you know, just engaging with him and having those conversations made me really, 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 really appreciate, you know, just how, you know, by just being who you are, being what you're into, and just dive, just diving deep into it. He was happy, you know, he was, he was like, yeah, it's school, they mock me and everything, it sucks, but I'm still going to watch my Dexter's lab. You know, <laughs> my parents are not going to take this away from me. Right, you know, right. I'm still going to watch all the cartoons. He knew, he knew like the timing for every single cartoon. He knew the schedule. It's like, okay, by 3 p.m. when we get home, today's Tuesday. So they're probably going to be playing like a poker hunters. So, you know, let's watch it. We'll talk about, I'm like, <laughs> you know, you're so brilliant. And, and I think the beauty of growing up is that, you know, you're then allowed to just focus on what you love, you know, because you're now becoming more independent. So, yeah. so I think um, when I engage with people who just are so immersed in what they do, they explain everything. I thoroughly enjoy the conversation. I live with something which is valuable to me. So, so, so yeah. It's inspiring, right? That yeah, kind of very. like passion, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, visual things too, how about that... Uh, the Nigerian football kit for the national team. I mean, isn't that the best jersey you've ever seen in your life? Oh my god! Oh <laughs> I wish I could god. rock that thing. <laughs> yeah, but you did that. So you recently did the uh, the collaboration with Racket, right? Is it called Racket Magazine? That's yes, pretty cool. Racket like Magazine. merging tennis and and visual stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it, and you know, I also really love what Racket are doing with you know the magazine. You know, having ads, you know, as kind of a forefront to you know the the to, to you know to what they do. Um, I think it's so interesting. It's so exciting as well. And yeah. um, and I and I thought for the magazine because we have a tennis culture in Nigeria, you know, but it's not as you know mainstream as football and. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to use this as an opportunity to kind of just um, engage with that, you know, with that um, culture that's relevant here. And I wanted to, you know, bring someone who's into it, you know, is my dad, because the last thing I wanted was, you know, another magazine where you're like, OK, so this is my process. This right. is my this, my that. You know, I just really thought it would be great to just give a different insight of me as a human being, as an artist, and who better to do that than my dad. And I, I thought that he made for a good conversation. You know, he loves tennis. He was like, yeah, pull me on, sign me up. And 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 I think for me, that's also kind of a new way for, for, for journalism. You know, I think um, it's almost like um, I was having a conversation with someone at the Racket team, a brilliant conversation. And, you know, they were like, you know, right now, journalism is 
is is is in a period where it has to be pushed because there's no longer Trump. Because then Trump was taking all the headlines. It was oh, yeah. easy to high note that, that umbrella for four years. But now, you know, basically it's boring, you know, um, not boring, but things are kind of back to order. So it's like, what are people really reading and engaging with? And it's like, now you're pushed to, as a journalist, how are you telling stories that, you know, are sincere and people are engaging with and people can relate to and, and and for me I just love that direction with rackets you know I'm so honored to be on the front cover um, and yeah it's it's been Great. awesome <laughs> that's cool um, well, what do you have coming up do you have anything you're working towards uh, yes yeah, so I have a show in December um, at context um, with my with a gallery GR gallery and uh, it's called when power plays and um, and and yes yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a really interesting body of work um, because um, it's very inspired by um, um, the knight's costume or rather the knight's armor and um, it's me trying to kind of just merge um, kind of European culture with um, you know um, the Nigerian culture and you know kind of just tell a story of 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 of, 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 you know, power and, you know, how it influences, how it um, corrupts and, you know, how it also can be used for good. Um, and, and, yeah, so, so it's just, um, it's still in development. So, you know, the context has not been, you know, conflicted, but, you know, I'm working on that and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Sounds good. And that's going to be paintings and most sculpture is a combination yeah so it's going to be paintings um and um i'm working on a new medium which is a glass um stainless stained glass medium nice yeah which is you know really exciting and i'm also working on a bronze sculpture as well so so yeah cool. i'm looking forward to, to that yeah nice well um so and people can keep up with what you're doing on social media is that the best way to keep track of what you're up to yes on uh, social media my instagram is dennis osadibi um and also on my website as well uh dennis um yeah so i'm in the studio there's work going on downstairs so pardon the screwing <laughs> um, oh yeah the sound <laughs> hey that's a nice ambiance that, like, <laughs> stuff done <laughs> i know <laughs> I know, yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, you know, we're working, um, and um, yeah, you can reach me on my email, um, mail at dennisasadebe on Twitter, dennisasadebe underscore. So, so yeah. So, engage with my work. And, what no uh, TikTok? Thank you so much. No, <laughs> no, yet, no yet. The private channel. <laughs> no dancing for the masses. I know, I know. Oh my god, I don't think I'm, I'm ready old. for that. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I'm Instagram was my last frontier, you know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you gotta draw the line somewhere. You know, you know, it's 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 hard because you know you're like, oh my god, this is the new thing. But come on, come on, you have to draw the line. Like, you gotta, you know. There's nothing more painful than an old guy on TikTok trying to find content. <laughs> it's brutal it's brutal it's brutal man honestly um so 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 yeah 
Well, thanks, man. It was great talking to you. I love the work. Super excited Thank to be you. able to talk to you. And uh, the next time you're in New York, you're going to hit me up. Will do. Will do. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor to connect with you. I've had such a great conversation. Uh, take care of yourself and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Sounds good. Yeah. Show.